Welcome back, my friends, to the D-Rate the Hate podcast. I am Wilk from Wilksworld.com, and this is going to be episode 66 of the podcast. Now, this week's guest is going to be David Lapp of the Braver Angels organization. Some of you may remember back in episode 48 when I spoke with Rick Hotchner and his wife Barbara, who are local ambassadors for the organization Braver Angels here in the state of Minnesota. Now, this week I'm joined by David, who is a co-founder of the Braver Angels organization and director of the Working People's Project, which I am also a part of. It's a great honor to have David on the show. Here at the D-Rate the Hate podcast, we are all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. Now, we did not create the hate, but with your help, we can derate the hate. It all begins with us as individuals. So what have you done today to make your life a better life? What have you done today to make the world a better place? Folks like David and, and Rick and Barbara and, and all the people over at Braver Angels, they're all about making the world a better place. Specifically, making our country a better place by depolarizing that political divide. By giving the people, like in the Working People's Project and the We the People's Forum, a voice. As I said, David Lapp leads the Working People's Project, an initiative within the Braver Angels by a multiracial group of working-class Americans of diverse backgrounds to take on polarization, build trust, and empower ordinary Americans to participate as citizen leaders in the American political life. David spent several years interviewing working-class Ohioans about their life experiences and families before helping to start the Braver Angels organization. David lives with his wife, Amber, and five children in South Lebanon, Ohio, the home of the first ever Braver Angels workshop in December of 2016. So let's get David in here and get to it. All right, David Lapp from Braver Angels and the Working People's Project, the We the People's Forum. Thank you for joining the D-Rate the Hate podcast and uh, say hello to the DTH listeners. I'm really honored to be here and uh, to be on your podcast, Will. Ever since I've heard about it, I've, I've been a fan. And uh, I'm honored to be a guest today. Well, thank you very much. I, uh, you and I met or, or met shortly after episode 48 when I interviewed Rick and Barbara. They're, they're local ambassadors for the Braver Angels organization. I spoke with them uh, back in March of this year, I believe, in episode 48. And uh, I, I became a member of the Braver Angels organization. And then you reached out to me shortly after that. And I've been a I've been a part of that We the People's Forum, the which started out as the Working People's Project, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about in this episode, David. Is how that's going. You know what it is. First of all, yeah, I know you're heading up the uh, the the Working People's Project for the Braver Angels organization, and it's it's certainly been you know a big part of both you and and my life for the past three or four months. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's tell the people, let's tell the DTH listeners, what are, what's going on with, with Braver Angels and the, the Working People's Project, the We, we the People's Forum? Yeah, well, the Working People's Project is all about building leadership by everyday Americans for the cause of depolarization. And by everyday Americans, uh, I'm talking particularly about working people, working class people, blue collar people, people who don't have a PhD next to their name, you know, people who, uh, you know, are in, are, are, are working the jobs that, you know, that America couldn't live without. We couldn't live without people who are truck drivers, who are plumbers, 
who are electricians, et cetera, et cetera. But oftentimes we don't get to hear from those kind of people uh, about the issues of the day in, you know, in, in lectures and forums and so forth. If you're talking about, uh, you know, X, Y, or Z issue, let's say you're talking about, uh, let's say the challenge of uh, addiction. You could talk to a Harvard PhD expert, you know, somebody who studied addiction, and I'm sure you'll get some insight. But it's another thing to talk to somebody who's, you know, who's 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 a recovering addict or who's living it, uh, you know, or a mother who's, uh, you know, walking with a, a daughter, you know, through addiction. And I just think that there's a lot that we as a country we could do better. We could have better policies. We could. Uh, have better understanding. We could have a more informed media if we had more people, more everyday people who were driving the conversation on the issues of the day. So that's what the Working People's Project is all about: is putting leadership uh, among everyday people for the cause of depolar political depolarization. And we, the People's Forum, is the signature project of the of the Working People's Project. We, the People's Forum. Uh, it got started after I mean, you're one of the first people I started talking to after I found out about you through uh, Dear Rate the Hate. And, you know, there was a team of probably there's about 10 of us now and there was about five or six of us at the beginning. And, um, you know, we were talking about well, what we want to do. And, and this idea of a, of a forum came up and and we were running around with some ideas for the name. And, um, you know, I think the one idea was the People's Forum. Another idea uh, was the Citizens Forum and so forth. And I think you and then and then somebody said, well, the People's Forum sounds a little bit uh, progressive. And then I think it was you who said, well, what about we, the People's Forum? We, the people has a has a long history in America, of course. And uh, just emphasizing that it's you know everyday people, we, the people who you know, the government of the people, by the people, for the people. So we, the People's Forum is about. Uh, as a place, uh, we gather on Zoom, you know, typically twice a month right now to hear from everyday Americans about the issues of the day. Uh, so we've uh, done uh, four or five thus far. Our last one was on, does America still have an opioid crisis where we talk to somebody who's experienced addiction and a mother who's walked with her daughter through addiction. And we had a first co ever conversation we had was with you uh, and another woman, Corey Zek, about uh, whether the expanded unemployment benefits are fair to American workers. It was mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. having experienced hiring people and you've seen some of the effects of, uh, you know, the expanded unemployment benefits and how hard it has been to hire people. So you talked about that. And then there was a McDonald's worker, Corey, who um, she had a little bit of a different perspective, but she thought that, you know, kind of low wage workers were kind of standing up for themselves uh, by not, mm -hmm. by not taking, mm -hmm. going back to these jobs. So right. we had a spirited, friendly, civil conversation, and that's what it's all about. It's it's you know bringing people who might not necessarily be politically on the same page, but who've got common experiences and they have experiences about the issue. They're experts on the issue because of their experiences and hearing from those people. Uh, we're going to have some more forums on immigration. I uh, would love to have something you know where we get talk with police officers and. Black community leaders, you know, let's bring it, let's have the tough conversations with, uh, with people on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a great part of, you know, obviously what I do here on the D-Rate the Hate podcast and, and, and the reason that we were, 
introduced in the first place for that episode 48 was because we're all about bettering the world. And one of the reasons that I started the Derate the Hate podcast was the same reason and the same spirit of what Braver Angels does. And that's the Derate the Hate podcast was meant to turn down that hate, turn down the rhetoric, turn down the, the divisiveness, turn down the, the division that we see between people of differing mindsets. And, and that's one of the things, obviously, that that attracted me to the Braver Angels organization. And then when you when you reached out to me and we began talking back early uh, early spring uh, about that the the working people's project, one of the things that I really liked, you know, you and my first conversation was giving the average working American a place at the podium when when a lot of a lot of times they don't get that opportunity. That's one of the things that I really like about podcasts you know, the ability for, uh, you know, me to start a podcast and, and reach out to people. And, you know, we've, we've been heard uh, not only all around the country, but all around the world with this podcast and getting to reach out and, and, and get our message out to everyday Americans all over the place uh, and, and everyday people around the world. Because let, let's face it, the rhetoric that is out there now is not just specific to the United States. I mean, mm. that's, that's where most of my focus is. That's where most of your focus is. I absolutely love my country. I absolutely love what this country was built upon and, and the spirit of this country and, and the fact that this country was built upon an idea that we could bring several people uh, of several different nationalities, several different origins. Uh, Eplorbus unum, out of many one. Of many one. You know, the idea that we could we could bring so many people together and it it wasn't just going to be an aristocracy like they had in Europe and all this all this nonsense that we hear nowadays about uh, this country built on white supremacy and stuff. I I don't like that. I don't think that's the true message that everyday America needs to hear. I don't believe that's the the real message that everyday America relates to and can can attach themselves to because most everyday Americans don't see that. They don't see it, they don't believe it, they don't feel it. But the the loudest voices out there, the the mainstream media, the politicians, the 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 people that that strive and and have a vested interest in keeping us divided, that's where that message is coming from. It's not everyday Americans. So when everyday Americans, everyday blue collar Americans, the plumbers, the, the HVAC guy, the truck driver, the, the restaurant worker, when they get their chance at a podium, when they get the voice, how they feel, it, it makes them feel part of the conversation again. And I think that's what's so important about this, this movement that you and I are a part of, you know, whether it be me with the D-Rate the Hate podcast, you with Braver Angels or us in that collaboration uh, as, you know, the, the We the People's Forum. I'm loving it so much. So talk a little bit about your background with Braver Angels, David. I, I know you're a co-founder of Braver Angels and the first, the, the first workshop for Braver Angels several years ago was in South Lebanon, Ohio, where you're from. Talk about your role in, in co-founding Braver Angels and, and how that led to where we are today with Braver Angels and the, the Working People's Project. Absolutely. And I just think you just 
you really hit the nail on the head there too. But let me just say, when you were talking about how America was founded, you know, not as an aristocracy, but as uh, e pluribus una and bringing, uh, this country was not founded on the idea that, you know, there'd be a professional class who gets into politics, who gets into government, and we rely on that professional class to run the country for us. That's not the American idea. The American idea is that it's regular people like you and me who, you know, are active and voting for our our leaders, and we can become members of Congress and and our, us, ourselves as well. And so, this idea that has become an you know ascendant in in America today, which is that you have to have you know college degree in politics, or you have to be a lawyer, or you have to be a millionaire in order to run for Congress. Think of how many. I don't. I haven't looked it up, but I bet if you look it up, I bet more than half of our U.S. senators are millionaires, and that's a problem. That's a problem where we're, you know, if we're if if we're depending on you have to be a millionaire basically to be a U.S. senator. So anyway, so I completely agree with you. That's not the American idea, uh, and that's what we're working to. That's why we're doing We the People's Forum and the Working People's Project. But yes, so the Braver Angels. It was founded in uh, late 2016. You know, we we knew that we wanted to address political polarization, but we didn't know what direction we would want to go with that. We didn't know if we wanted to be more like a think tank that's doing more research or if we wanted to be more of a grassroots organization, you know, doing you know, on the ground work like workshops. And then it was right after the 2016 election. And of course, we all remember that, um, you know, the surprise that many people had at Trump's election. And of course, people who voted for Trump were elated. Uh, people who did not vote for Trump were really upset and took to the streets and, uh, you know, not my president and, and all that stuff uh, surfaced. And as did the narrative that if you voted for Trump, then, you know, you should divorce, uh, you know, anybody who voted for Trump, you know, uh, cut them off from our lives. That became kind of a narrative. I became troubled by that. And, uh, you know, I live in a very working class town where, you know, probably three quarters of people uh, voted for Trump. And so, you know, most of the people in South Lebanon were happy about Trump's election. But I also know that, you know, like my friend, um, well, actually, uh, he's now he's helping us with the Working People's Project, Lance. We were talking and uh, Lance said, you know, I really hope that Trump can help to heal and bring our country together. And I was just thinking, you know, I really, it's so, if we don't know each other, you know, how can we, how can we build our country? How can we form a more perfect union if we don't know each other? All then we're all, you're just depending on stereotypes of each other if we don't know each other. And so I was motivated to, you know, so David Blankenhorn, who's the president of Braver Angels, we were talking and, you know, said, well, what if we bring together 10 people who voted for Donald Trump and 10 people who voted for Hillary Clinton and let's spend the weekend together. And to see if we could talk with each other rather than at each other. And so I organized it. You know, I invited people uh, to participate. Uh, Lance, who's working with us on the Working People's Project, he was one of the participants in that. Uh, we had 10 people who voted for Trump, uh, 11 people who voted for Clinton. And we spent the weekend together. And we called, you know, like last minute, we called Bill Doherty, who's one of the co-founders of Brave Rangers Now. He said, you know, Bill, we've got the people, but we don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> We need to figure out what the heck we're going to do with each other, you know, for a weekend. So Bill uh, developed what's 
basically now the first thing, what we now know is the Brave Angels Rugby Workshop, you know, series of exercises designed uh, to bring reds and blues together who, and not to change our minds about each other, but to better understand each other, to begin the process of building relationships and to look for common ground. Yep. So that's what we did that first weekend, December 9th through the 11th, 2016, only three weeks after uh, the 2016 election. And it just, it was a powerful weekend. I mean, we cried, we hugged, you know, we came into it. It was, and it was, you know, very diverse group of people. I mean, we're talking about, you know, the Middle Eastern immigrant sitting next to the white factory worker, you know, and it was uh, a diverse group of people. And it was just by the end of the weekend, it was just this powerful feeling of, you know, if this could happen in a lot more neighborhoods across the country, we could be better off. We don't have to be a prisoner of this polarization. Right. And then um, of all people, NPR in Minnesota, in Minnesota, uh, NPR, Minnesota, they had an hour long segment at that time on polarization. Mm-hmm. And uh, the host found out about our little workshop. Uh, through Bill Doherty and invited one of the reds and one of the blues to come on our show uh, to talk about what happened. And so they did. And uh, people just started writing in and saying, how could I do this in my community? And so we just started responding to, you know, people saying, how could I do this in my community? And then we decided to do a bus tour in the, in the summer of 2017. We just said, you know, let's rent a bus Let's be like a, you know, a rock band or a minor league baseball team, go from town to town and do workshops. You know, So we mm-hmm. stayed in people's houses. We started in Cincinnati, Ohio. We went all the way up to St. Albans, Vermont and ended in uh, Virginia trying out the workshops. And that was kind of the, so it was, you know, very, became very grassroots very quickly, mm-hmm. you know, working with people on the ground. So people on the ground are mo- that we train, moderate the workshops, organize the workshops, and, uh, you know, to where we are today, where, you know, we got members in all 50 states, mm-hmm. over 75 alliances, et cetera, et cetera. No, it's, it's been incredible. And, and just the journey that I've, I've taken uh, along with Braver Angels and, and the, you know, the We the People's Project. And uh, like oftentimes what happens uh, with politics and, and things like you and I were talking about in the beginning, how it it gets to be a point where the people that are are most interested or or most affluent they they end up being the ones that that really dominate the stage uh, again and yeah absolutely and and we saw that happening with you know with braver angels or or you did and that's why that's why you really you know got yes. that, that we the people's project or we the people's yeah. forum under the working people's project going yeah, if I could say something about that, that's exactly right, Will. Um, what we, because that those first couple of workshops, you know, that we organized here in South Lebanon, Ohio, we had a diverse group of of people, you know, in terms of you had, um, you know, people who were you had the the factory workers sitting next to the lawyer kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. what you want, you know, you have, yep. that's American. But yes, I mean, as with you know, a lot of things in, in American public life and political life today, if you just let the waters, you know, go, the people with the most time on their hands, the people who have, you know, the greatest ability to, uh, you know, the most free time to participate in those things uh, are going to. But then also, I think there's just the, I think there's also a part of the a culture that's developed where, you know, we kind of expect people to, 
to talk a certain way, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's these kind of unwritten codes, you know, where right. if you kind of deviate from that a little bit, well, then what are you doing here? You know, right. and right. Um, I, I think, you know, if I might inter- interject there, I, I think, and this is something that I was going to bring up, you know, in one of our discussions uh, about this particular part of it. I think people just become conditioned, kind of like you were saying, that the the haves get used to speaking, so they speak, and the have-nots get used to standing back and being quiet, and, and so they don't. And and I think that's what really started to change during the the Trump administration, because the Trump administration really started to give those have-nots a voice that they weren't used to having and they really started to get their get in their groove and speak up and 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 a lot of people that wouldn't normally speak started to speak and and that included the the working class american the factory worker who was disenfranchised when his company had been you know when his factory was shut down and and moved to mexico or moved to china so so those folks started to feel a, a power again when they felt like somebody was speaking for them. So they started to speak up a lot more and, and which really let's, let's face it really got a lot of people pissed off. It, it did David. And, and, and we've seen it. And, and there's a lot of people out there now that are getting to speak that didn't speak before. And that's why I think this forum, this, we, the people's forum. And, and I love that name. And, and thank you for bringing up the fact that I brought it up, but I don't look for any credit for it because it was the founders that came up with the We the People's Forum because the United States of America was the original We the People's Forum. It was the original colonists who said, we the people are going to stand up to uh, dictators and an all-powerful government that's going to tell us what to do. And I think that's so important that that we we get more people, and 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 that's why I love this organization. I love being a part of, of what we're doing together, because getting everyday Americans to realize, you know what, I don't just have to sit back and be quiet. I I, I can use my voice. I can use. There are forums out there. There are like-minded people like me, and it doesn't just have to be like-minded people like me. I can have a civil conversation with people. Who are who are are opposing views without being told that I have to hate you and you have to hate me and we yes. can't spend any time together because we don't think alike or because some far off politician has told us that we have to hate each other or right. some and that's why I love what we're doing here, David. Yeah, and I think also too when you talk to you know regular everyday people, there's also I mean yeah we have you know our strong views on issues but i just also and actually surveys bear this out that surveys show that uh the more (laughs) the more degrees you have the more politically polarized you are so in other words the people with phds no matter whether they're republican or democrat those are the people where political polarization is the most intense Mm -hmm. uh People with high school educations, for instance, they're less politically polarized than uh, than those people with PhDs. Now, my own thinking on that is that I think it's because 
you know, a lot of uh, working class blue collar people, you know, you're, you're living off of, you've got, you're living off of ex- your, a lot of experiences and, you know, the workplaces are often pretty diverse. You're working with people mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, look different, African-American, Hispanic, white. I just think that there's, there, there's a little bit more on the, you know, just like, okay, well, what's, what's happening, you know, on the ground and, and what's happening? What's the reality here? I just mm-hmm. think there's a little bit more attunement to that uh, for for working class people. And I like the way that uh, Annette, who's on our uh, We the People's Forum team, mm-hmm. she's from Maryland. She she put it. Um, she said that you know, hearing from ground level and ordinary people, mm-hmm. she thought would showcase our divide from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Because she said that street people are often united. In their mm-hmm. poverty or their addictions, mm-hmm. and um, and then they, based on those experiences, they have something to say about that. Right perspectives that we often don't get to hear. Um, right. So yeah, and I just think that it's um, so you know, uh, so yeah, it's. I think that the more we can hear from working class people, I think it will enrich. I think it'll make the public conversation better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. um, you're you're broadening the experience, the, the pool of experiences that you're drawing from when right. making decisions, right. you know, on policies and so forth. I think you're uh, absolutely right. I, I, you know, the there's no more. I, I guess the best way that I can say this is: How out of touch do you have to be to sit there on television? And talk about rural people not having the ability to photocopy an ID. We saw that, what, this week from the gal that's our current vice president. What we see from the politicians and what we see from, see, I don't think this country is really as divided by color as a lot of these politicians and the people in the media try to say. And I don't believe we're we're divided so much by immigrants, you know, natural born Americans is the as the news and and mm. the, the mainstream media and the politicians would have everybody believe. And that I mean, they, they breathlessly look to divide us uh, by by color. And I talked about it in a previous episode. They want to put us in a box. They want to put a label on that box and they want to make sure those boxes are divided. They want to keep us pushed apart. It's really not that. It's it's how out of touch are those people that have the podium? How out of touch are those people right. that are sitting up there in the golden castle and they want to tell everybody else how to live their lives, but they really have no idea what my life is like. They have no idea right. what your life is like. They have no idea what Annette's life is like or Lance's life is like or, you know, you know if Corey's life is like. They don't know that the deepest they get into that life uh, of their, their constituents is, is as far as they need to get into it to pander to them. Mm, and and, and yeah. it's not that they really listen to us. They look for pieces that they can put together for a pander package to put you in a box and put a label on it. And I, I think that's very unfortunate. And that's why I love what we're doing with the organization yeah. giving, giving people a, a, a place to speak their message. Yeah. And I mean, you know, every election year, you know, every four years, Ohio, you know, you have journalists crisscrossing Ohio 
you know, going down to the diners or whatever, you know, trying to understand how everyday Ohioans, for instance, are, are thinking about what about the issues of the day. But we shouldn't depend on, that's not a very good model to depend upon hearing from working class Ohioans, working class Americans, that you're depending on out of state journalists who, you know, tend to congregate in the East Coast or the West Coast. You're depending on them to come through every four years, you know, when they're drive through, talk to a couple people, write a story about it in the New York Times. And then that's going to be our understanding of what working class Americans are thinking about the issues of the day. You know, we no, no, we we need, we need people like you will running from con- running for Congress. You know, <laughs> it, we don't we need we need people like you. We need uh, electricians and truck drivers to be sitting in the halls of power, uh, making policies and drawing attention to the issues. Uh, because if you have, I don't know what percent of, of members of Congress are lawyers, I'm guessing maybe 75% or more. If you have, as your elected representative, 75% or more lawyers uh, who've been, they, come, they, they have certain life experiences, right? then they're going to be thinking about the worlds that they know when thinking about public policy and, you know, challenges in America. So I was just talking to a guy who uh, was incarcerated from 2018 to 2020. He's thinking about, um, you know, how can we make the prison system so that you're actually addressing trauma that a lot of people like him brought into prison? And he's, I want that guy elected to Congress. You know, if he's in Congress, he, or if he's in the state house, he's going to do something interesting with addressing the laws and how we are, uh, you know, in our prison system and our, you know, our, our uh, criminal law and all that stuff. Brings an entirely what, different perspective. An entirely different perspective. And so we've got to, we've got to just reshape the way that we're doing our, political life so that we're not just, it's not just journalists drive, doing a drive-through every four years and, okay, now we know. Or, you know, I love Hillbilly Elegy by J.D. Vance, great book. But, you know, I mean, that was what written, what, four years ago? And J.D. Vance can't speak for everybody, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so we've got to have, uh, it, it's, it's, we've got to have a whole restructuring and reshaping of our public life. We just got to, bro- you know, it's got to get, we just got to, have a lot more people of uh, everyday Americans actually running for Congress, you know, uh, hearing from them in the news media, hearing from them in places like Braver Angels and We the People's Farm. Mm-hmm. No, there's no doubt about it. it. It's, you know, I've talked a lot about it on this podcast about the people with the loudest voices being the most divisive people that we have uh, out there. And, and, and that's why, uh, that's why that's that's literally why I started this podcast is because I am I'm literally have gotten to the point in my life where I'm so sick of seeing people so divided and and the hate that that is brought by now in my opinion it, it comes largely from one side but I do understand that it's not a one-sided issue and I think if more neighbors talk to more neighbors and people just focused more on themselves as individuals and being kind to one another, that that we could get a lot further than where we are. 
And yes, I do agree that people uh, need to to strive more to get into a position. Now, the politics isn't for everybody, and and certainly not for me. I, I always make the joke, you know, I don't have a skeleton in my closet. I got a garage full of bones. <laughs> it's a joke, but it, it you know, I, I'm I'm just I've gone beyond that point in my life where I, I I've got no interest in getting into politics because I don't like swimming in swamps. But I will report on the swamp from the outside and, and I will try to better the world. I, I think I can influence more people as as a person who has this podcast and actually talking to people and, and instead of trying to put them in a box, trying to get rid of all the boxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I and think And by the way, we should we should say too that sometimes when when people hear, you know, oh, you know, you want to you want to have working class people, immediately people think about uh white working class people who support Trump. Working class America is very politically diverse. That's another thing, right? Oh, you're yeah. talking about African Americans, you're talking about Hispanics, you're talking about immigrants. You're talking about a very diverse, politically diverse, racially diverse group right. of Americans. Um, right. And it's all of those people who, uh, you know, again, it's one of those boxes. Sometimes when people think working class American, you're thinking, oh, white working class Trump supporter. Not necessarily. No, no. I, I think that's an important point to make. And, 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 and you're right. I mean, that's a paradigm that we have to get past because not you and I, because you and I are very familiar with that. We understand that. When I look to to find a good person, I'm not looking at them because uh, I don't look at them because they're they're black, white, yellow, you know, whatever. It, it makes no difference to me what color a person is, uh, you know, what rainbow they're they're a fan of, where they work, what profession they are. You know, good people are good people. And we have to get back to the mindset, David, that good people come from everywhere on this planet. Good people come in every color that God made us. Good people uh, are in every profession there is. There, there are good people that do everything and come in every color, every every size, every you know. Which, which doesn't matter what sex you are, what color you are, what profession you're part of, what country you come from. Good people are good people. And it, and right. it really comes down to values, values and, and, and who we are as a person. So this podcast is really about finding people that, that want to uh, be a good person, want to show kindness to their fellow man want to honor their country, honor the people that made this country great, um, you know, make this country great again. And I don't care who you are. If you think that making this country great again is a hate filled statement, you probably need help. I, I just I that's that's my opinion. But, you know, things like that, we, we need to get past all the rhetoric that the loudest voices constantly use to keep us divided. We, we do, David. And and that's what you uh, at, at Braver Angels and the Working People's Project and me at the D-Rate the Hate podcast. Uh, that's what we're all about. And, and that's right. what I, I, I really wanted to highlight in this episode with you. And I appreciate you joining me uh, so much. And I appreciate the work that we're going to do together in the future. You know, is there anything, you know, any, any call to action, anything you've got coming up that you want to talk about? Uh, 
you know, put it out there to the DTH listeners and, and uh, let's, let's make something great happen. Let's, let's help people become part of this movement. Yeah. Well, I mean, so first thing is uh, join Braver Angels, join uh, as a member of braverangels.org. And then, um, you know, check out We The People's Forum. I mean, when this podcast is being recorded, our next one is Monday, July 26th. It's going to be talking with that that gentleman whom I mentioned is, is formerly incarcerated and, uh, and a recovering addict about their perspective on trauma and recovery in America. And uh, but then we're going to be having forums on immigration, term limits, uh, police issues, uh, lots, lots of stuff like that. And if you have, I, I was what I would say, if you have ideas or issues, you know, or people that we should be talking, everyday people that we should be talking to or issues that you would like to see highlighted at We the People's Forum, you know, let us know. I'll just give you my email address, dlap at braverangels.org dlap at braverangels.org email me talk to wilk and um and join you know join the uh, the team over here at uh we the people's forum help us to help us to to build this and to take this to more people and one of the things that we're going to be doing too is you know coming out of these forums like we just did a forum on addiction well now we're going to have a what we call a braver angels common ground workshop on addressing addiction. So bringing people together who have different perspectives on how to address addiction, but we're going to say, okay, what's the common ground elements we can find? And then from that, then we're going to go to a Brave Angels town hall on addressing addiction. And we're going to have the common ground elements that we had. And then we're going to talk to some political leaders, some representatives or politicians to say, hey, here's the points of common ground we found on this issue. And have, a, and have a dialogue with them about that. So the same thing could happen on, you know, immigration, you know, strengthening vocational education in America, you name it. I mean, a whole host of issues. The model is bring together people who have experience that have been affected by the issue, find the points of common ground, and then let's go tell, you know, our political leaders about the common ground we're finding. Such an important cause. DLAP at braverangels.org. Or reach out to me, Wilk at Wilksworld.com. We'll get you guys, we'll get you guys involved in the movement because it's it's such an important, such an important thing for, for the American people to start getting along again here at the D-Rate the Hate Podcast, all about bettering the world one attitude at a time. It starts with all of us as individuals getting involved and getting back to a civil society and, and, and doing great things like uh, like David is doing with the uh, the Working People's Project from Braver Angels and the We the People's Forum. So, David, I cannot thank you enough for the time that you spent with me today for this interview. And uh, and, and I look so much forward to all the things that uh, all the things that we've got coming up and and continuing to, to work with you and and uh, and all the people in the We the People's Forum. It's a joy and honor to work with you, Will. Friends, I'm so grateful for having had the opportunity to have another great conversation with a great guest doing great things to better the world, and more specifically, better our country through depolarizing the political divide uh, with, with the Braver Angels organization, the Working People's Project, the We the People's Forum. I, I got to tell you, such an important cause, such an important organization, and, and I'm so proud to not, not only call David a friend, 
but be a part of that organization and and try to do my part to to give some input into how we can continue to to depolarize our country when there's so many people out there that are are doing everything they can to keep us divided so reach out to me reach out to david try to become part of this become part of that movement it's so important but more importantly when you're out there be kind to one another be grateful for everything that you've got and remember it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be i am wilk from wilksworld.com email me Check us out wherever you get your audio. Follow us. Leave us some feedback. I'm going to back on out of here. We'll catch you next time.